Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 40. Number 40. We have a 4-0. I'm so excited.、Um, of Elsie's Yoga Class Live and Unplugged podcast, and you will be happy to know this is finally a level one class. I've kind of been,、um, for whatever reason, I'm not even quite sure why I've been posting classes that are either all levels, level twos, or two threes. So, We're coming back a little bit more towards basics, and I'm very happy to tell you that. So, this one was at the Center for Yoga. It's about an hour and a half class, so、um, pretty straightforward, nothing too crazy. But we do walk up the wall, so、um, I personally find the walking up the wall quite fun, actually.、Uh, so, things and news to tell you. First and foremost, I would like to, to thank Miss Sarah Lee. From Brooklyn for sending me that fantastic article. She, this is what I want from you guys. guys. You, you all are so great. She actually sent me、uh, this little link to this、uh, website called、uh, dailyom.com, and she sent me this article called Looking Deeply the Good in All. So I'm going to put a link to Sarah's article to me from the Daily Om so that you guys can hear it because. I'm happy to know that you guys are listening to me and that you can see and draw parallels to the teachings of Anusara Yoga and your lives, and you can see it reflected back to you. So that's so cool. And,、um, and also, just a reminder again about Twitter. I mean, I'm not trying to push this Twitter stuff on you guys, believe me.、Uh, but for some reason, like, I feel so comfortable.、Uh, Tweeting, I guess that's how we, you say it. You, you have little tweets. You, you say little things throughout the day、um, about what's going on in my life and maybe blog posts and you know, where I am, what I'm eating. I know it sounds kind of weird, but, or, or even stuff like this. Like I put Sarah's、uh, post on a Twitter page, a Twitter page, and I offered it out to other people. So if you want to be part of Twitter, All you have to do is you have to go to twitter.com and sign up and get your own account. So, wherever you are,、um, I, and you can just add me once you're there. And my Twitter page is twitter.com slash yogeek, Y O G E E K. And、uh, we can kind of keep tabs with each other. I have this other, the only yoga person that I, at least I know right now that is on there, actually, there's two of them, but Brandon has been very quiet,、um, is this new.、Um, Lady, her name is Jane, and I kind of met her through my blog. It's so bizarre. She lives in、um, Thailand. I may be wrong, but I think it's Thailand. So it's kind of interesting to watch people like when they're going to sleep, it's exactly different than when I'm going to sleep, and they're going to sleep when I'm just getting home, and, and what's going on in their lives. It's kind of neat to just keep up with people and to also let people know when I'm going to be. This is the next thing. You streaming, so I streamed live today. It was so, it was kind of fun, and I'm trying to incorporate the audience that's watching too in, in some way because it's、uh, my live yoga class, and it was a little bit of an advanced class today. We actually did Ekapada Rajaka Patasana, the full pose, which is pigeon, the full pigeon prep, I mean, pigeon pose itself. And I'm going to put a link to Number one, my Ustream show so that you can tune in. Usually, I think I'm going to stick to the 12 30 p.m. thing because it works for me. Honestly, at 7 30 a.m., I'm not thinking. I just I can't wrap my brain around teaching at that time. So, so there, I'm honest.、Um, so, the 12 30 time slot actually works better for me. 
and that is Pacific Standard Time. Now, if you can't watch the class, then what I've been doing is I've been recording. Currently, there are two recordings. One of them, I think the sound isn't so good in it, and I want to see how this next recording came out, but currently I can't really watch it just yet. But I will put a link to my profile page on Ustream so that you can see the videos. And obviously the videos are long because they are the full class, so um, you can watch as much or as little as you want and kind of get the gist of what's going on and uh, give me suggestions about that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, those are the things that I have to tell you. And uh, I hope to uh, hear some more feedback from you guys. I love to hear what you guys are thinking, maybe even ideas or give me ideas as to themes for my classes. You know how I talk about themes all the time. So maybe send me ideas of your life, how you applied yoga to your life, and how I can use it in my classes, and maybe even teach a class dealing with something that you sent me. So, um, great. Now, if you do want to support me in any other way, I feel free to go to iTunes, because that's the only thing I'm really asking. Go to iTunes, and on the iTunes page, uh, write me a review. Um, that would be really greatly appreciated. I It really is, it does a lot for my podcast, and uh, forget for getting the word out there. So uh, if you could do that, that would be awesome. Anyway, enough chatter. Uh, have a fantastic class, and uh, enjoy... See you next week. Oh my god, I totally forgot to give you guys all my information. You can email me at eyogaclass at gmail.com. You can leave me comments on my website at lcsyogacoola.com. Or you can leave me a voice message at 206-666-4439. I can't believe I forgot that. Bye. about the philosophy uh, of yoga that I practice. So this is Anusara Yoga, and it's based upon um, a system or a philosophy under the name of Rajanaka. And what's really interesting is that it's not one of those... Uh, it's what's, what I love about it is that it's deeply logical. And as logical as it is, it's really murky. So it's like... Very straightforward, and at the same time, there's like all this really neat stuff within it, which is always what makes the beauty of the balance. But I'm going to talk to you about um, Shri. Shri is goodness. Shri is, is beauty. And Shri is everywhere. Like uh, the lightness and, and the, just the... The, the reflection of, of life around us. Um, and it has three attributes to it, which is what we're going to work in the practice today. One of them is economy. It's very economical, free, beauty, and goodness. It's very much about managing the things that you have, managing all the tools, right? So that, like, let's say you are uh, building a recipe. Like, it's the stuff that's in the fridge. It's that stuff. It's the grammar. It's the stuff. So you get a, a really good about managing that. 
The second thing is that it's efficient. Efficacy. Which means that given the stuff you have today, not tomorrow, how are your results matching up with that? How, what is your efficiency in applying things? And are your philosophies or the things that you choose to abide to working for you? Because if you continue to do the same things and it's like, oh, my shoulder's hurting, and you keep going, because I think this is the right, I just have to keep going like this, right? But it keeps hurting. You keep going just because somebody told you that, but is it working? No. So therefore, this is, that's, it's very Sri-like to make a better choice. <laughs> Try something else, <laughs> right? And then the last aspect is its value. It's its aesthetic. It is its, uh, the, the tangible taste of who you are, 100%. So that it becomes just allowing you to see yourself in, in every way that you can. So it's kind of like in terms of uh, cooking, you got the stuff, that's the grammar, that's the, the economy that I told you. And then the efficiency, it's you cooking the stuff, using certain ways of cooking to make the thing. And then the last aspect of it, the value, the taste of it, is really the taste. It's you eat it, and you're like, oh, God, that's so good. And you're not thinking about the ingredients, no, the process that you went through to do it. You're thinking about the thing for its own sake. Does that make sense? Like when we work, like let's say when you look at a play and you're dealing with Shakespeare, you learn about Shakespeare, you break down the words, the grammar, and your iambic pentameter, and this is how it works, and this is the way it sounds, and you learn that, right? You apply it. You, you learn techniques with which to remember it. You, let's say you're in the play and you're acting like these characters and you, you make choices and it's really in-depth. But when you go see the play or when you're in the play, you're not thinking about that stuff. You're just experiencing it. Does that make sense? So that's what this practice is. I teach you or I give you the ability for you to see the grammar, everything you have today, not yesterday, not tomorrow. What's going on with you today? How many tweaks are you feeling? How'd you sleep? How was your day yesterday? What happened right before you came into class? All that's your stuff. That's, your, that's the economy of it. Then you got all this stuff to juggle. And then how efficient are you going to be at applying the principles that I give you? Just enough so much. Not beyond what you're capable of, but just right there. And then, how does it feel? We don't come here to feel crappy. Usually it's just like stretching out makes you feel good. So you do all this stuff, and you enjoy yourself. Bottom line, that's Sri. Take a nice seat, please. Close your eyes. And just simply sit up as tall as you can. Allow your shoulders to roll back. And turn to your, bro to your own breath. That last aspect of Sri, that um, the value, the taste. is really the beautiful way in which you cultivate your own experience. Given everything you have and how you apply it.
Shri's way is to look into your own pockets to find what we do have. And if you look deeply enough, you will find exactly what you need. It's already there. Bring your hands to your heart. So regardless of your level of knowledge of the poses, the, the, the weird anatomical shapes that we will get into, you bring exactly what you have. You don't need anything more. And we cultivate that. You become efficient at growing that. Not the way you were yesterday or you will be tomorrow, but today. So from that place, let's chant Om once together. Please take a deep breath in. Bow, please, to your heart. Release your hands. Lift your head fully and open your eyes. And let's come on to all fours, everybody, onto your mats. And just let yourself now line up from the ground up. So you're just on your hands and your knees, and you're allowing yourself to spread your fingers. Just your hands, every one of your fingers spreads. Your knees are slightly behind your sit bones. Good. So that's part of the grammar. It's like you start to really delineate those little, par like little parts. Tuck your toes under. Keep your inner corners of your hands pressing to the floor. And with your inhalation, you're going to stretch your legs up and back so that your sit bones lift up towards the sky. And your whole body becomes more like a triangle in shape. Good. And you start to breathe and stretch. These three attributes of Sri that I spoke about, they spoke, that I spoke about, <laughs> are actually, we, we naturally do these things living our lives. We, they're already being done. The whole point is how well can we do them. So from there, always asking, um, how much can you really bring to the aspect of you recognizing everything that you're bringing into this room? by pressing the inner corners of your hands and the inner corners of your feet back, moving into everything that you can today. It's like you're really working about, uh, think about in terms of a structure, like if your structure is 
too much, too hard, becomes too rigid, and if it's too sloppy, then it becomes completely disengaged. Work with that which is your best expression. Child's pose, everybody. Come down to your knees. Take your big toes together. Widen your knees apart and shift back. And just come back to your breath. Your breath is actually that which cultivates that shri. When we have too much structure, we do become more rigid. And we, we, don't, we don't have too little structure, it becomes too chaotic. So that's part of the grammar that you build. Just enough so much. So keeping that sense in mind, once again, come onto your hands and your knees. Spread those fingers a lot. Let the upper back soften right in between the shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. Tuck your toes and stretch back into downward facing dog. Another way that you could view that structure, grammar, economy, is another concept in yoga called dharana. And dharana is one-pointedness. So it's that which stabilizes. It's got that earthy kind of heavy stability aspect. Press back through your thighs and stretch yourself longer. Now walk your feet a little closer towards each other, please. Efficiently. And lift your right leg up and away from the floor. Good. So when you lift your right leg up, Notice how now you really have to cultivate a deeper sense of structure because part of it has lifted off. Given the circumstances, what are the choices to make now to hold to the midline more? Bend your right knee in towards your chest and step it forward to the top of your mat. All the way forward. Fingertips light alongside the ankles. Scissor the legs isometrically towards each other and stretch your heart forward so that your knee is directly over that ankle, guys. The knee is directly over that ankle so that ultimately here, the results that will be given to you, if that knee is directly over the ankle, will be life-affirming. If you choose to not pay attention to it, that's totally cool too, but the gift you will receive would probably be pain. (laughs) So choose according to what you would like to receive. Lift the back thigh up away from the ground a little bit and extend the heart forward. Good. Downward facing dog now. Everybody place your hands down and step back. inner corners of your feet back and step your feet a little closer towards each other lift your left leg up and away from the ground toes facing towards the to the floor and start to spread yourself a little bit wider so you actually stretch your arms straighter and stretch your left leg straighter step your left foot all the way forward to the top of your mat
press the right thigh up away from the ground a little bit more. And once again, do make sure that your knee is directly over that ankle. Fingertips alongside the ankle and stretch your heart forward. Efficacy is the capacity for you individually to see measurable results. So it's that sense of awareness to see if what you're doing, the choices you're making, are working. Step back to plank pose, top of a push-up. That becomes more of the logic behind things. Claw the finger pads or the philosophy, if you want to look at it that way. Grammar first, then philosophy. Exhale three inches down to the floor, shoulders away from the earth. Press all the way back up, please. Downward facing dog. Press back and stretch. Another way to look at it, efficacy. The least amount of effort for the most amount of results. What is that place for you? Inhale, plank pose, top of a push-up. Now, think about here, being efficient in this pose requires a deep abiding to certain principles of the hands. Claw the finger pads to the earth. Try to even lift the heels of the hands up away from the floor. Exhale, three inches down to the floor. And with your inhale, come all the way back up and downward facing dog. Being efficient with the breath will help you see measurable results in your practice. Please jump or step forward to the top of your mat. And once you're forward, let's widen your feet a little bit apart so they become a little bit more like hip width. Charge the tops of your thighs a little bit stronger. Now, for those of you who have tighter hamstrings or your lower back is a little bit more tight, do bend your knees until your fingertips do touch the ground. And even use the muscles right above the tops of your thighs a little bit more. They, they tend to be really helpful muscles. Let go of the back of the neck. And from the top of the hips, guys, all the way up to your armpits, you start to um, you create as much space as you can. From the top of the hips all the way up to the armpits. Keep that length. And now with your inhale, extend your chest forward and lengthen your spine. And with your exhale, you're going to fold deeply to yourself. Good. Reach your heart. Lengthen your chest forward. And exhale, let's fold. Good. Let's do just one more like that. Reach your heart, lengthen, and exhale, bow. Good. Now keep the power of your legs, guys. Bring your hands to your hips. Lift your shoulders back. And now root down to rise up. Root down to rise from the back of the heart. Like that. Take your arms straight up overhead. Keep your arms uh, shoulder width apart. And stretch all of your fingertips. Work your legs in a way that shows the willingness to move into that dharna, the one-pointedness that gives you strength. And then with every exhalation, then you can apply it. You can now, from the pelvis, root down into the earth. Keep your legs straight. And then lift the heart up at the same time. Good. Exhale, bow forward, touch the earth. Reveal the heart as you reach your chest forward. Exhale, step your left foot back behind you. Bring your back knee to the earth. And then take your arms up and over the head. Reach them up to the sky. 
Now, part of the efficacy, guys, is if your back knee is down to the floor and it hurts you a lot, then patting it would be a very good choice. <laughs> Lift up to the sky a little bit more for a stretch and exhale, hands down to the floor. Please step back, downward facing dog. So part of the process, if you seeing if things are working, inhale, come into plank. Exhale, come down to your bellies. Good. Everybody point your toes. All ten toenails click down. Roll your shoulders away from the ground. And now press your feet down and lift your hips up. I'm sorry, your shoulders back. <laughs> lift up through your chest into cobra or upward facing dog. That would be a really weird pose. I don't know what that pose would be. One more breath. <laughs> and downward facing dog. Press back and stretch. Nice. Please step your left foot forward and your back knee to the ground. Left foot forward and the back knee down. Inhale, take your arms up and over the head. Mm -hmm. Power up your legs and start to lift your belly up towards the sky a little more. That's it. Bend a little deeper into your front thigh as you lift your chest. And exhale, bring your hands down to the floor. Step forward to the top of your mat. Inhale and lengthen. Exhale and bow. Root down to rise up. Lift up through your chest. And bring your hands straight to your heart. Good. Inhale, open up. Exhale, fold and bow. Touch the earth. Inhale, reach and lengthen forward. Right foot back behind you. Back knee to the earth, please. Circle the arms up and lift your arms up. Squeeze your legs isometrically towards the center so that you're cultivating that sense of steadiness, of structure in your body. But at the same time, then you extend it out. You create a sense of participation as you open up through your chest, out through the legs. Exhale, hands down to the floor. Plank position, top of a push-up. Lift your chin up and head up and gaze slightly forward in front of you. Bend your elbows, come all the way down onto your bellies. Now, once you're on your bellies, pause, point the toes, spread the fingers, shoulders away from the ground. Your hands, guys, are on the height, at the height of your breastbone, so not underneath your shoulders, but possibly a little lower. And now lift your chest up, heart up. Cobra, upward-facing dog. Press the inner corners of your hands towards the floor more while keeping your shoulders back. Downward-facing dog. Press back and stretch. Right foot forward, back knee to the earth. Inhale, arms up and over the head. Power up the legs and lift your chest up. Exhale, hands down to the floor, step forward. Once again, feet parallel, hip width apart. Inhale and stretch and lengthen. Exhale and fold back in. Root down to rise it up. Circle the arms and lift up. And bring your hands straight to your heart. Let's do one more. Inhale, open up. And this time as you exhale, fold and bow. Keep the legs steadfast and strong. And now reach your chest forward. And I'm going to have you guys step your left foot back behind you. But this time your left knee is going to be lifted up away from the floor. So that your front kneecap is bent 90 degrees. So your front thigh bone, everyone, is parallel to the floor. But your back leg 
is very strong as it rises up away from the ground. Now come to the top of your right thigh. Notice your breath. That's basically first thing that brings you back to that beauty, to the Shri. It's abundant. It's always there. Squeeze your legs isometrically towards the center to create that structure. Now into that, I want you to scoop your tailbone down, take your arms up and over the head. Make sure your front knee stays right above that ankle and even widens over to the right more, to the right more. And everyone, stretch your left leg straighter. Exhale, hands down to the floor. Take your left arm up to the sky, all the way up, guys. Your left arm up. Take your right, your left arm down. Take your right arm up. Exhale, hands down. Downward facing dog. Come back to center. Step your left foot forward to the top of your mat. Your back thigh is lifted, so you guys know here that both of your legs are 100% engaged. Come to the top of your left thigh. Scissor your legs in towards the center. In what way, in what efficient way can you do that? If you scissor your legs in towards the middle and it causes your heartbeat to rise up a lot and you stop breathing, that probably isn't the most efficient way. Try something different, another way to engage. Scoop the tailbone down, take your arms up towards the sky. Now also, if you make that choice and in some way it hinders your experience, it actually makes you smaller, it makes you feel tighter, the better choice would be for you to back yourself off and possibly bring your hands to your hips. That's aligning with three. That's aligning with goodness. Great job, guys. Exhale, hands down to the floor. Take your right arm up towards the sky. Every moment, we are given the gift of choice-making. Exhale, hands down. In what way can we affirm our lives? Left arm up towards the sky. And use every part to glorify that. Exhale, hands down. Everybody, step back, plank pose. Very gently come down to your bellies. Lifting up through your chest. Curl up. And downward facing dog. Press back. How are you doing with your wrists? Are you doing okay? Is it this one? That one. Okay, I'm to. You're doing that, yeah, that whole thing, and that's really good. No, you're doing really great. Yeah, you're doing awesome, and the widening is awesome. No, I've been watching. You're doing good. Very good. But you have no pain, right? Okay, good. 
At the end of your next exhale, playfully please jump or step forward, everyone, to the top of your mat. Your feet widen a little bit and you fold forward. Let the back of the head soften to the ground. Let your jaw get very quiet and soft too. And even release the crown of the head to the ground, guys. So there are ways in which we kind of uh, check ourselves. In what way can we do it better for us today? Bring your hands, everyone, to your hips. Lift your shoulders back. Great. Root down and rise up. Fantastic. Good. Let's take your mats. Move to a wall, please. Every pose that we do has certain ways in which it affects your, your system anatomically, right? Certain, gen, this is general. Generally, back bends, when you bend backwards, are very energizing, and they tend to put a lot of pressure on the heart, so it beats faster, generally. Forward bending poses, when you bow forward, generally are cooling. They're more calming and grounding, right? There's other poses, like arm balances, that really fire you up, and they, they require a lot of strength. They, they build courage. Upside down things, which is what we're going to do today, inversions. Depending on the type of the inversion, it has different kind of things that it does to your body, Right? So, any given sit, for most of us, generally speaking, it's really good to be upside down. Because it's, it actually changes our whole perspective on things, just spiritually. It makes us um, get stronger in different parts. It sometimes loosens uh, the blood from the feet all the way, all the way up. So, we, turning upside down kind of washes you out. So, when you come back up the other way around, you've got all this new blood flow. Makes sense, right? Sometimes, though... Let's say you have things like a lot of really, really high blood pressure. Going upside down is probably not the best choice. How do you know? If you've ever gone like this, and then you come up, and your face is beat red, that means that your blood flow hasn't quite found its balance to keep safe. Does that make sense? That's where efficiency comes into it. That's where you start to make your choices based upon what works. Sometimes, if you feel worse doing a pose than when you went into it, that's a good sign to know that you should not be doing it at this moment. Might make sense? So that you have the power to make those choices. Given all that, we're going to go upside down. Tara, will you show for me? Come onto your hands and your knees, facing towards the middle of the room. So we're going to start like this. Your hands. I've seen every single one of you guys have been doing this. So your arms directly over those wrists. We've already made this choice, this, this shape. The arms are really strong, but the heart is soft as it liquids down towards the floor. Will you show the difference for me? 
That's coming, the shoulders are coming off the back. It's a deep disconnection, and this connects her to her heart. So she keeps that, and then she stretches up and back. So she has the grammar aspect that I've been talking about. Nothing changed. That's the structure of the pose, right? The efficiency with which she does it changes every day. So she keeps the structure and then starts to walk halfway up the wall. So the arms stay steadfast, but yet still yielding. Check, breath. Is she breathing? (laughs) The thighs reach back up. Good. And then she keeps the grammar, the structure, as she slowly comes all the way down. So there's no, like, disconnection from that whole thing. Come down onto your hands and knees. She keeps her head low, and then she rests. She comes back into child's pose. So part of this, keeping the head low, even as you come down, it lets your blood pressure stay even, right? Who's ever gotten to the ground and gotten up too fast and then kind of felt a little wheezy? You see that? So it's kind of like we already know. It's inside of us. Take the time to feel. Chill out. Any questions? Okay, let's do it then. Everybody facing towards the middle of the room. And what's so neat is that we go in stages so that you can kind of get off the horse (laughs) whenever it gets a little too crazy. So shoulders directly over those wrists. Make sure the hands are planted as clearly as you can. Spread your fingers. Inner corners of your hands pressing to the floor. Let the upper back soften right in between the shoulder blades. Keep that. Inhale. Come back into downward facing dog. So I know everybody can do this part. Everybody's booty can be up to the sky. Everybody's hands can stay rooted to the floor. And then keeping that structure of the hands, then start to walk yourself halfway up the wall. Not the whole way. So your power of discernment is going to play, play a little bit of that into you. Keep reaching your booty up towards the sky. That's the hard part. You've got to reach your sit bones up. Bring your foot down towards the floor. Bring your feet down. Bring your feet down. One more breath. You've got to stick your butt way up. That much. And you've got to keep your butt way up in the air like that. And slowly, guys, start to come down to the floor. Take your time. So the height of your bootay, and you can just first just kind of listen to your body, is the height of your legs. So you're not doing a plank pose, which is what I watched you do right now, meaning your whole body was like straight like that. But your butt has to be up, and you're making like an L pose. Just let yourself, you've never done this before, so you're like, holy shamoly. Just kind of wrap your mind around the whole thing. That's enough. How'd it go, y'all? Questions, problems? Any questions or problems? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, great question. That's really, really cool. That's part of the uh, delving in and questioning, seeing what worked and what didn't. Now, part of it is that our first instinct is we're too uh, far away, we're too close to the wall. Got to move farther away, I can't stretch my legs. But part of this is that you, there are two different energies that are moving here. It's not just in the arms, right, Marjorie? It's in your legs. So that, being too close to the wall, you've got to remember how can you extend up towards the sky so that you can find that much more space. This is how you do it. Come onto your hands and knees for me. And then... Perfect. You're in a perfect position. Toes to the wall, heels slightly away from the wall. 
If you put the, the soles of the feet all the way back, that's a little bit too close. Keep your hands strong. You can do it. Soften the upper back right in between the shoulder blades. Good. Now stretch your booty up towards the sky. Yes, ma'am. You can come down. To figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And how long did it take you to figure it out, Marjorie? Share with us. Ten months. Ten months. No, but you know what I mean? Marjorie tried. She kept trying every single time. Every single time she watched me do the demos. Every single time she had the willingness to try again. And then she scared the crap out of me one day when she got up and she goes, Elsie, look! And I was like, oh my God! And like, <laughs> I thought she hurt herself. <laughs> but she was up. You know, and it took, sometimes it's, it's the power of discernment. It's the power of going like, try it again. Did that work? Was that efficient? Don't you think? It's like problem solving all the time. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. I'll watch you. Hold, let's hold. Downward facing dog. So we can help each other. Sometimes watching, yeah. Now keep that and start to walk up the wall. That's it. Walk up. Perfect. Now stretch your legs absolutely straight and reach your booty up to the sky. There you go. See that? That much power in your legs. <laughs> Good. Come on down. Good for you. That's awesome. Let's do it again. <laughs> Take your time, guys. So, literally, maybe today you don't get up. Doesn't matter. You don't get a treat. <laughs> if you do go up, literally, it's just about the value of your choices. Good. How are your wrists and stuff? You doing good? How's it look? It looks great, yeah. I mean, it, the, the value is here if whether you have pain or not. You have to turn your fingertips slightly out to the sides more. Even more. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Nice. Beautiful. Take your rib cage back more. Reach your sit bones up more. That's it. That's it. Look at your belly button. Good. Feel the back of your waist more. This part. Ah, keep that. And now look down between your hands. Perfect job. Slowly, guys. Take your time when you start to come down. Good. Let yourself rest. <sighs> let's come on up, everybody, and let's go back to the middle of the room. Let's do a hip stretch today, guys. So let's stand at the top of your mats. We're going to do this, and then we're going to do some standing poses um, facing that way. So stand onto your left foot, and let's cross your right leg over like a figure four so that your foot, your ankle, is beyond the knee, literally that way. Good. Flex your feet a lot. Lift up through your chest. And now you're going to bend the standing leg. And take your sit bones back so that your butt sticks to the back wall. You're going to take your chest more forward. And then slowly you're going to come all the way down to the earth. Now if coming and bringing your fingertips down to the floor is a little too far for you, 
You can move forward, just like Laura's doing right here in Marjorie. They've been really um, innovative in their use of the stage. <laughs> so you can find <laughs> all kinds of different choices. You can actually move to a wall behind you guys and use the wall behind you to help you too. You can use blocks underneath your hands. So it's like you, you actually, every choice you make takes you deeper into you. Not what everybody else is doing, but you. Good. Nice. So touching the ground isn't the thing. I'm sure you guys, before you touch the ground, you're feeling it in your hips. How are your knees here? Are you okay? Okay, cool. Because it's the same pose. So you start to think about like, what is it? Yeah, yeah. No worries. I'll come check you out because you're doing good with your foot. And you're pretty strong. So I'll check it out when you come out in that pose. Beautiful. Take your time, everybody. And very gently start to come back up. Good. Fantastic. And release the foot down to the ground. Good. Let's do second side. Spread those toes and cross your left leg over. Bend the standing leg. And then take your sit bones back to the wall behind you. It's as if there's a chair underneath your bootay and you're trying to reach it. Nice. slowly take your time and come all the way back up. Release the foot down to the floor. Good job. Let's face over towards the Buddha, please. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It doesn't seem to matter whether I'm higher or lower. My, my leg seems to slide. Slide. I tried the pants down? Still sort of slide. Hmm. Don't know the answer to that question. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had that one yet. <laughs> yeah, I will. I think, what would I say? I would probably just bring a little more awareness to the opposite side next time we do it. The knee, the knee aspect of it and think more moving towards that side. Tell me next time and that way I'll help you in the pose. Okay? Take a nice wide stance. Take your arms up. Good. Turn your right foot out and turn your left foot slightly in. So your stances, guys, are pretty, pretty wide apart. Pretty wide apart. Nice. Use the muscles right above the tops of your thighs. So those guys really do need to engage. And now bend your knee 90 degrees. Bring your forearm to the top of your thigh and the opposite hand to your hip. Nice, great. So whenever you adjust a standing pose, in order to make the thigh deepen, meaning 90 degrees, you always do it with the back leg. Why? Because it's more efficient. You have more weight on the right. It's less um, stable, meaning that when you lift that, you're probably going to tweak something. Scooting the left foot back 
would be an efficient choice, don't you think? So that you will keep that knee really strong. So, when you adjust your pose, do that. Now squeeze your legs in towards the center a little more. Keep your back leg really strong. Now start to turn your belly up towards the sky. Your right kidney, good. And your left shoulder now, your left arm goes over your ear towards the back of the room. So this is Parsvakonasana, side angle pose. Good job. Mm-hmm. Everybody, make your back leg a little bit stronger. And do allow your breath to be that which takes you deeper. So don't think you've got to do any more than just let your breath soften a little more. Inhale, come all the way back up. Great, and place your hands right to your hips. Turn your right foot in and your left foot out. Inhale up. Exhale, bend your leg, form to the top of the thigh, opposite hand to your hip. We stop off so that you can start to make the choices necessary that are actually life-affirming. Step your right foot a little farther back. Make sure that front thigh bends 90 degrees. Step your right foot a little farther back. Keep squeezing your legs towards the middle. Now turn your belly, your lungs, your heart up towards the sky. Right arm over your ear. Left knee moves towards the pinky side of the toe. Protecting that knee. You can even use your left forearm to widen the left knee to the left a little more. (laughs) And now you turn the belly up a little more. Good. Inhale, come all the way back up, please. Great. Bring both hands to your hips. Turn both feet facing forward now. Both feet facing forward. Lift your chest up. And exhale, bow forward. Release the hands and touch the earth. crown of the head down to the floor so you let yourself find a little bit more space. Please bring your hands to your hips. Lift your shoulders back. Root down and rise up, please. Let's turn the right foot out and the left foot in. So your right foot, guys, faces straight forward. Your second toe in line with the center of your ankle. Turn your belly to face the purple wall. Squeeze your legs in. Take your arms out to the sides. Now you're going to bend your right leg 90 degrees. Good. Good job with your stances. Paul, what have you been doing? You're getting mighty on me. (laughs) You're doing so good. Nice. Squeeze your legs in. Widen the right knee towards the pinky side of the toe a little bit more. And even as you do that, everybody, shift your inner body, shift your rib cage to the front of the stage a little more. You actually just, yeah. As you move it over to the left, now you can bend deeper into your front thigh. Nice. Beautiful. Inhale. Come all the way back up. Squeeze the muscles in your leg to come in. Hands to your hips. Turn your right foot in and the left foot out. Take a lift with your heart. Arms out. And exhale. Bend your left leg 90 degrees, please. 
Good. You guys have such a fantastic opportunity to look at your left foot and make sure it's facing straight forward and that the knee is tracking. The knee tracking means it moves towards the pinky side of the toe. Much better. But even there, though, what happens is we tend to just want to move forward. So we just pretend like somebody's pulling the right hand back a little bit. Good. The rib cage moves even more towards the back wall, but the left knee moves deeper towards the front. Ah, like that. Inhale, come all the way back up. Beautiful. Bring your hands to your hips. Turn your things facing forward. Lift your chest up and bow forward. Touch the ground once again. Release the crown of the head and fold. Please bring your hands to your hips. Lift your shoulders back. Root down to rise, everybody. Walk your feet in towards the middle. And let's step forward to the top of your mat. And just stand. Make sure your feet are facing forward. We're not going to do anything complicated. We're just going to stand. Let the arms hang right alongside you. But I want the palms of the hands to be soft. Think about letting your upper, the upper back and your shoulders moving back a little so you stay very lifted. Your jaw is soft. Your teeth even here slightly parted. Your mouth doesn't have to part. But there's a softness in the jaw. And in that softness, I want you to really press down into your feet. Let yourself use your breath. And then now I want all of us to close the eyes and just feel yourself in your body. So part of it is so that you can start to notice if even closing the eyes for a moment makes you a little dizzy, a little nauseous, you feel out of your body in some way. Can you allow yourself to bring all of your awareness, everybody, down into the floor, into your feet, into the earth, and cultivate an equal rooting through right and left. Let gravity embed you into that support. And from that recognition, that structure, that grammar, you can then efficiently begin to lift your chest up a little more, let your shoulders move back, and then you can just experience the body for its own sake, for the beauty that it is. With your next inhale, keeping that sense of balance and strength inside, go ahead and open your eyes. And let's uh, bow forward, Uttanasana. So you're going to keep your legs that steady. And then you're going to take your left foot back behind you. We're going to start to get into Marjorie's favorite pose. So your left foot moves back. (laughs) And then you walk your right foot over to the right side of your mat. Come to the inside of your leg. And then you're going to come more towards your form. So you may bring your back knee down to the ground to help you. That's perfectly great. Puck, sweetheart, walk your right foot over to the right for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not pigeon just yet. Good. So part of your efficient ability to move into this pose is to see if you need props. 
to see if maybe today, instead of keeping your back knee lifted, you bring your knee down. Maybe today is one of those days. Maybe you use blocks. Maybe you use, maybe you don't bend your elbows all the way down to the floor. All that stuff is choice making. All that, and every choice you make affirms beauty, affirms Shri. Let the center of the heart melt to the floor a little bit. Great job, guys. Now let's all, every single one of us, bring your back knee down to the floor. Good. Now you are either going to either place your left form 100% on the floor or on a block, or the left palm of your hand on the floor or on a block, depending upon the way your body is today. Take your right hand to your right hip. Lean more onto that left limb, and I want you to turn your belly up to the sky. Take the right shoulder back a little bit more, and even turn the left side of your belly higher up. Great. One more big, big breath here. And as you exhale, slowly come back down to center and step back, downward facing dog. Oh, press back through your thighs. Good. Let's do the second side. Step your left foot forward. And then walk your left foot over to the left. Come to the inside of your leg towards your forearms. Mm -hmm. Take the right palm of the hand or the right forearm on the ground 100%. You can even walk it slightly to the right. Take your left hand to your left hip. Roll the left shoulder back. And then very gently turn your belly up. Great. One more breath, guys, as you turn the belly up. Yeah. And very sweetly inhale, come back to center. And step back to child's pose. So your big toes are together and you widen your knees apart. And you soften down, just letting yourself kind of breathe and release into the floor a little bit more. Quietly, rooting and opening. Ah. Slow rise up again, please. And let's step your right foot forward. Let's get into the hips. So, not that the other part wasn't the hips. <laughs> Walk your right foot over to the left side of your mat. 
the right foot over to the left. Good. Just like that. Keep your back toes tucked, everybody. So tuck your back toes. Come to the outside of your right shin. So now you are going to come into pigeon. This is pigeon prep, preparation for pigeon. Walk your hands back a little bit more towards your hips. And I want everybody's back knee to press down and try to drag forward towards the front. Tuck your back toes under for me, sweetheart. Tuck the back toes. Yeah, just like that. Mm -hmm. Let's take this guy that way. There we go. Widening, everybody, the left outer hip towards the left. Walk your hands back a little bit more, and I want you guys to scissor your legs in towards the middle. Trying to literally lift yourselves off away from the ground first. Good. Draw the right hip back a little bit more in space. Yes, great. Now keep that. Come onto your forearms. How you doing, princess? You doing okay? What's going on? Yeah, and then part of it, you can, you can do that if you want. Another choice would be maybe bending your right leg a little bit, just a tiny little bit. Perfect. Now flex your foot. And that's what you have to do. You've got to bring that part, that much. Yeah. So you can keep it and slowly see if you can keep that kind of action, even bringing it forward. But you have to really... And this, this, this part needs to go that much so what I sometimes what I do is I put my hand literally with your this hand underneath and grab all the way in yeah and pull out yeah that's it and then keep on pressing that's it so mm -hmm. yeah yeah so then you always it's little tweaks like sometimes you just have to help yourself the connective tissue that is is naturally moving this way we got to widen it and then this part is more important the outer coming up that hugs your shin in and aligns the knee okay yeah and if it still hurts more you can even point the foot completely that that takes it yeah better it's using my ankle yeah okay totally cool yeah all right guys take your time and come on up so even when you come out you gotta engage into the structure so that you can efficiently move out of it. So it's that dharana, that focus, that one-pointedness in transition that gives you the gift of uh, a moving meditation, so to speak. We begin first by just cultivating our ability to hold on to one focus so that we can grow the philosophy, so that we can grow the meditation, that dhyana, that movement into something greater. Left foot forward. Walk your left foot over to the right. Walk your hands back so they line up a little more with your hips. And do scissor your legs isometrically towards each other. Squeeze your legs in. As you're drawing your legs towards the middle, keep lifting up through your chest a little bit more. Good. Keeping that much engagement in your legs, now you can come down onto your forearms. I'm just going to help you here in that back foot. So this guy, that much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So you always think your inner thigh and your outer hip are on the same plane. That's a good kind of point for you to kind of feel when it's back there. Because it's kind of hard to see what's going on back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, you can
can walk your knee, sweetheart, your right knee a little farther back to the back of the mat, like that. Perfect. downward facing dog, please. Inhale, come into plank and then come all the way down onto your bellies. And let's uh, prop yourself up, please, onto your left forearm. So the left forearm is parallel to the top of the mat palm of the hand flat, and now you're going to bend your right leg and hold your right foot with your right hand. Try holding the inside of your leg. Good. Now do click all ten toenails of your left foot. I'm going to give you a more efficient way to do it. There we go. (laughs) Press the top of the right knee down towards the ground, and then very actively begin to bend your right elbow so that you can bring your right foot as close as you can to your outer right hip. Now that's just step one. The next part, that's just the grammar of it. That's the dharana. So now from here, now you've got to actively, efficiently move. You're going to have to press the top of the right knee down to the ground, the left foot down. Now you're going to scoop your tailbone and lift your belly up and away from the ground, chest up, heart up. Well, at the same time, you're bringing that foot as close as you can to the outer right hip. Lifting up through the heart, full stretch. Nice, and slowly release. So that you see that you get the stuff, but without the action, without you efficiently acting, then you don't get really the experience of it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> side number two. Let's, let me move this up a little higher. Go ahead and bend the opposite leg. Flick all ten toenails down, tear onto the floor. Good. Bring that left uh, arm, start to bend your left arm a little bit more and start to bend that elbow so that you can bring that outer left foot as close as you can to your outer left hip. Lift up through your chest, shoulders back, heart up. Sides of the neck back. Belly button more forward. You are being very efficient in your usage of propage. I love it. How you doing? And slowly, please, go ahead and release. Good job. Downward facing dog. <laughs> I love it, Laura. <laughs> Great job. Just reach back through your sit bones, stretch and lengthen as best as you can. All right, so let's, uh, I want you to please step your left foot forward to the top of your mat and uh, bring your back knee down to the ground. 
any of you, if you need to, please pad your knee. You can do it either with the blankets that you have, with maybe you have your own little towel, put it underneath your knee. You can roll your mat also. Some of us are a little more adept, and maybe for whatever reason we don't suffer from knee pain, bone on hard stuff. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you can't do much about bone on hard stuff. So please come to the top of your left thigh. Great. Tuck your back toes under. Great. Take a little less wide of a stance, princess. Less wide. Meaning this way together more. Perfect. But we are going to widen the stance laterally out more. So you walk your left foot slightly to the left. Perfect. Great. Now you guys are going to squeeze your legs in. This is when maybe having a, a block might be helpful for some of us. For, for some of us. Squeeze powerfully to the middle, and then you're going to bend your right leg and reach back and hold your foot with your hand. Isn't that fun? Now, if that's not happening for you today, you can possibly squeeze your legs in and then just start to lift your back foot up, maybe just a couple of inches away from the ground without you reaching back to hold it. Maybe just that's enough for you today. That's it. How are you doing, Tara? Okay, good. Keep squeezing the back knee down. Try to drag it forward. That's it. Spread your back toes. You're doing great. That's awesome. But even if you just bend your knee and lift it up a little bit without touching, now I want everybody to scoop your tailbone down and lift your belly up and start to lift up and back. That's going to give you a stretch. The front of the thigh. Good. Beautiful. And slowly release. Good job, guys. Second side. <laughs> Right foot forward. I know, you know, with, those, with the legs, you know, when you start to bend your leg and you immediately start to feel that the front of your thigh is really tight, in the world of this yoga that we're talking about, your level of efficiency at working the muscles without touching the leg is equal to somebody who has a very open top of the thigh and is bringing that foot really close to their outer hips. Do you understand that? So that it doesn't matter what the shape is, but it's your experience of the pose that matters. Some of us are going to be naturally a little more adept and bendy. We, it would take that bendy person twice as much work to experience what you are experiencing right now. <laughs> so you should be glad. <laughs> so press the back knee down, try to drag it forward, bend your left leg, hold your foot, or just lift it up away from the ground, and even try to press the back knee down and try to drag it forward. That kind of quality of work requires a lot of depth, a lot of sensitivity. Good. Sides of the neck back, tips of the ears back, and bend a little deeper into your front thigh, everybody. Great. And slowly release, please. Fantastic. Lay on your bellies. We're going to do a back bend here, and um, let's do this. Everybody bend your legs and hold on to the tops of your feet. Now, some of us can't do that, so you can just bend your legs period, and bring your hands right alongside your breastbone, like you're about to do like a, a push-up, right alongside your breastbone, if you can't hold on to your feet. Good. 
Now from there, everybody spread your toes, and everybody take your shoulders away from the ground. Press the tops of the knees down to the ground, and now scoop your tailbone and start to lift your chest away from the ground. Use your hands for those of you whose hands are on the floor. For those of you on your feet, press your feet back and lift your chest up even more. Lift your chest up, full stretch. Good, and slowly please come all the way back down to the floor. Miss Laura Ha, are you in this pose? No worries, because of the pain of the shoulder, just to grab it in the beginning. Yeah, Am I right? If I could, yeah. Actually, I did better than the usual. Okay. But I can't get it on the inside. Yeah, you don't need to do it. And the outside's where you have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do a second one. Go ahead and bend your legs, hold the tops of your feet, or bring your hands right alongside your breastbone and bend your legs without holding them. Make sure your thigh bones are parallel. Spread your toes. And do lift your shoulders away from the ground. You're not coming up yet. Good. Now press the tops of the knees down to the ground. And then begin to lift up through your chest. Good. One more breath, guys. Scoop your tailbone down to the floor. How are you doing, Laura? One more breath. And slowly coming all the way down. You're doing great. Awesome job. Good. Beautiful. Hmm. Just 20 more, guys. <laughs> Look at that. They're so, they're so exhausted. There was no laughter. <laughs> Last time. Last time. Go ahead and bend your legs, please. Bring your thigh bones parallel to each other so that they do not splay out. It's kind of challenging to splay those legs out without really paying attention. Good job. Now, press the knees down to the ground. Start to lift up through your chest and curl up. Good. Spread those toes. Spread those toes. Good. Keep lifting up. Scoop the tailbone. Lift your chest up. Lift your chest up. You're doing great. Higher up, away from the floor. Use your hands and lift up. There you go. Full stretch. Nice. Exhale. Slowly, please come all the way back down to the ground. Ah, and if it feels good for you to be on your belly like this, cool. If you'd like to move into child's pose, great job. That would be good, too. Or maybe you can find another position of rest that suits your needs right now. That's also a viable option for you. So whatever feels good. Let's go ahead and come on up and lay on your backs, please. Feet towards the... You know what? Before you do that, do you guys want to use bolsters? Yeah. <laughs> I know Beth was like, she thinks she's really excited. I think she really wants like a yeah like that. Please grab a bolster. Now, if we run out of bolsters, <laughs> grab two uh, blankets. If you run out of bolsters... Grab two blankets and bring them back to you, with you. 
I just think bolsters are nice, don't you? You get a chance to like lay on them and stuff. <laughs> and just put it uh, on your side, like just um, get it off your mat at this moment. Great. And then um, once you have it there, off to the side, lay on your backs now. Please. I was just coming to the, I was coming for the iPod. All right, so once you're on your backs, guys, let's go ahead and stretch your legs absolutely straight. Yeah, those are kind of, stu I hate those things up there. It doesn't it feel like they're like the heaviest things ever in the world? But they're not. And uh, <clears throat> make sure that your legs are absolutely straight, toes facing forward, flex your feet, bend your right leg into your chest. Please hold the back of your thigh and stretch it up. So just one leg, guys, one leg in towards your chest. Let's do this with the breath. I haven't done this in a long time. So I want you to guys to uh, spread your left toes. Press the inner left thigh down to the floor. With your uh, next exhalation, I want you to bend your knee completely, your right knee. Bend it. And with your inhalation, I want you to stretch it up. As you exhale, you're going to bend your leg completely. Good. Just let it go, but keep the left thigh down. And when you inhale, stretch it up. Good. Keep your left thigh rooting down to the floor. Exhale. Bend the leg. Good. And last time, inhale. Push it up straight and let's hold it here. Do keep the inner left thigh, the inner calf, and the inner ankle always abiding to the middle. So that sense of structure, that um, economy, what you pour into all of your resources, the management, is the efficient way in which you participate in it. So that's what you pour inside. It's like it becomes an expression. And every day you see, are you getting the results that you would like? If not, then you choose something else. You abide through something else. Exhale, bend your leg, and stretch it all the way down to the floor. Second side, bend your left leg in and stretch it up. Let's move once again with that breath. So at the end of your next exhale, bend your left leg. With your inhale, stretch it up. Exhale, bend your left leg. With your inhale, stretch it. With your exhale, bend. And last time. Reach up and stretch. Uh-huh. Reach your right thigh down to the floor more. And keep it straight. Just keep lengthening as best as you can up. Roll your shoulders back a little more. And just allow yourself to soften your whole body. Mm-hmm. Good. 
bend your knee and then lengthen your leg all the way around on the ground let's do a nice uh, easy twist take your arms out to the sides roll your shoulders back bend your knees into your chest good scoot your left butt cheek over to the left <laughs> and then drop your right legs the right legs your legs over to your right please sorry mm-hmm just for an easy twist both right legs yeah exactly because <laughs> now they're both right because they're on the right Think about letting a little more breath, a little more heaviness move on the left side of your lung, even on the left shoulder as it roots down to the floor. Inhale, come on up. And exhale, drop the legs to the opposite direction, please. Good. Inhale, come on up. And just give yourself a nice big hug. Hug the knees into your chest. All right, so the usage of the blah, of the bolster. Rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> so all you guys are going to do, Tara, would you mind just getting in this real quick? You guys are just going to place it right behind you and you're going to lay on it. Pretty simple. Keeping the upper body pretty open, the shoulders back. Your legs can be either like Tara has them straight like this or you can bend them into a butterfly position if that feels good for you. If it doesn't, you don't have to do that. Keep them straight. Roll back. Notice the uh, alignment of your neck, guys. If you if your neck is a little if you feel like your chin is much higher than your chest and you're actually looking more up to the sky, that's when you possibly can put something behind your head like another blanket to like create a little bit of a pillow and if moving into this pose in any way makes you feel more stressed out <laughs> then i would say don't do it lay on your back you don't have to have the bolster i find it to be comforting and nice But if you don't find that to be so, choose according to your preferences.
begin to allow your breath to waken your body from the inside out. Feel the abundance of it, the value and the beautiful affirmation of that which is free inside of you. Begin to now bend a knee toward your chest and sweetly roll to your right side. And now just if you're just let yourself come off your bolster and just kind of rest on the right side completely. Taking your time so there's no rush. You don't have to move quickly. But I do want you to pause on the right side, especially allowing your abdominal muscles to stay fairly quiet and disengaged. Use your arms and please come up to sit. Shri, goodness, beauty, abundance, is always uh, expressing itself in those three ways. in you, in the vessel that you are, in your choices and how you efficiently move into them, and finally, in the experience that you have, really tasting what you pour into your own cup. Bring your hands to your heart. What is beautiful is what it's being affirmed, and it's exactly what has been given to you. Let's, from that place, chant Om once, please. Take a deep breath in. Namaste.